Welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast, a recap of the week in Atlanta sports, created by Atlanta sports fans for Atlanta sports fans. Welcome to episode 23 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast, another uh, full week of no sports, but we've still got a full show for you as uh, we continue to get stuff uh, about sports at least to talk about. Uh, We'll talk a little Falcons, a little Braves, or at least Major League Baseball, and uh, even talk a little Hawks tonight. Uh, But before we get into any of those, I want us to take a moment and listen to something that was left on my phone by none other than Garrett Mitchell. Ah, Daniel. My dear friend Daniel. I was going to see where we're going to dinner tonight. But as I read my text message, at Oak, I realized yet again, I was not invited. Once again, by myself, I'll go through this world eating alone. Once again, you left me out in this cold, dark world. I hope they burn your steak and you don't get dessert. And you realize you have a voicemail that's one plus minutes long and you think something's happened to me. And maybe something has happened to me now as I'm driving and holding my phone, which based on media, I probably will die soon. And I hope I hope these are the last words that you get to listen to. My sweet voice. Dying of hunger. All alone. In a cold, cold world. So this is what... It's two minutes and nothing. (laughs) So this is what happens when there's no sports. Garrett calls and leaves these kind of voicemails about how he's angry that I don't invite him to go to dinner and that it's a cruel dark world that he's living in and how I should be worried about him. So all those are true facts. You never invite me to dinner. (laughs) I was eating with Jeremy's parents, my in-laws who love me. First off, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I think if we sat him down and they had to pick between the two of us, Nine times out of ten, they're going my way. Yeah, do you? <laughs> there is a photo yeah, of you, you on the fridge. Do you have a picture on the fridge, Daniel? I mean, That's Garrett true. does. I don't, I don't think you honestly, do. Honestly, I don't know I, if I do. I also didn't knock up their daughter, so. <laughs> Hang on. Two for two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's well, a clean sweep that, there. That didn't go how I had planned. <laughs> so, God. Thank you, Jeremy, for tag teaming against me. That uh, that, backfired. that backfired quickly. Yeah, yeah backfire sound noise. So, oh man! And there went the other listeners that were still all <laughs> hanging on. So. Let's talk about some real sports and uh, enough of Garrett and his strange voicemails. Garrett, I hope you'll continue to leave some strange voicemails. To be clear, Garrett didn't think I would actually put this on the podcast. 
He thought I was joking. Uh, Garrett, you leave me voicemails like this, I will embarrass you. I don't care what you do with your life. I'm confident in my skin. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the CBS Franchise 5 that they put out. Jeremy, you sent that out earlier today. Uh, with uh, with that, what was uh, what was the goal of that, uh, that article, the CBS Franchise 5? I think 5? the goal was to find material to put on the website. <laughs> that seems to be the goal of every sports true. these days so. that is very true so how about give me the what were the parameters how could you how did they pick these five five franchise people that were supposed to represent the city of atlanta how what uh what was the criteria I mean, for did styles? you like the people they picked i mean that was the i was more i was i was 50 50 on it so the five had to be one quarterback three non-quarterbacks and one head coach um and, and not be a current player yeah and cannot which is be a, very, a current player very specific i'll back up jeremy there how can i get as specific <laughs> as possible so i can make another article that is that is very very next true. week we'll see five franchise players <laughs> two quarterbacks one left guard <laughs> and a trainer <laughs> Yes, so they were very specific so they can continue this this, uh, this this article series, I imagine. All right, so the five were Michael Vick, which that's a no-brainer. At least in my opinion, I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, here's the Steve Barkowski people out there, but it's Michael Vick. Roddy White, that one to me was questionable. Jesse Tuggle. And Dan Reeves. You oh, I missed Sanders. a very important one, Deion Sanders. I was like, that's only four. I'm bad at math, but not that bad. And Deion Sanders, which is, again, a no-brainer. So what were your – Jeremy, I feel like you were uh, are saying you don't like the picks. I mean, I think I agree with Roddy White. I like Jesse Tuggle. I don't even mind. Could you swap in Keith Brooking instead of no, Jesse Tuggle? No, no, no. I like Jesse Tuggle. Ooh. Uh, I guess mine – Mine is only, and it's not about the caliber of the player. It's more whether I see them as a Falcon. It's Deion Sanders. I don't think he's here long enough. Yeah. Really? You see him more as a Cowboy or a 49er? I see him more as a mercenary. <laughs> like, <laughs> Could we ever pay yeah. him the most? I mean, that's, that's really, he went from what, the Falcons to the 49ers to the Cowboys. 49ers. So. Cowboys, and the Redskins. He was with the Ravens yeah, for a while. The Redskins and the Ravens, yeah, I think. Redskins. So. I mean, he's a great player. I just don't, you know. I guess the only, the question is who you're who you're replacing with, and that's probably why he's on the list because it's not like we have a, a ton of you know high caliber players. It is sort of sad. I mean, we've been here in Atlanta playing football for a long time. If if you want to stay in the uh, defensive backfield, do you go Eugene Robinson? <laughs> oh my gosh! How about D'Angelo Hall? I mean, Hall was here no, for a long time, no, and he was a no, he was a solid no, defensive back. No, he was not. How about Thomas Thomas Deku? If we're going D'Angelo Hall. Oh my gosh, D'Angelo Hall was good. That's that's okay. not. All right. What's your problem with Roddy? White? Yeah, Roddy White is a definite. I don't know. I would say he's the. Now that we have Julio, Roddy's the second best receiver in Falcons. He's soon to be third, but 
I have a hard time with those first like two or three years when Roddy was terrible and dropped everything. He turned it around and turned into a, uh, an impressive career, but I don't know. I, I stick on those first few years when he was not very good. Um. Yeah. I don't, okay. So what's are you going to blame it on Vic Michael, throwing him the ball? What, what's your argument on Michael Vick? Because his career in Atlanta ended pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know how you make a case. There's nobody more iconic with Falcons football That's than Michael Vick. He's the reason why we are all diehard Falcons fans. It's because Michael Vick. Not a chance. Lies. Uh-uh. So where where do you see see it going wrong, Garrett? You you you're very opinionated over there without giving any opinions. I'm giving you opinions. I like Roddy White. I like Jesse Tuggle. I hate Keith Brooking. Mainly because when he left and he went to the Cowboys and he took a bunch of shots at the Falcons and acted like it was the Falcons' fault that he left to take more money. So yeah, Brooking, I mean, he was obviously a big big name in Atlanta. I say Brooking just because I mean Brooking and Tuggle. I don't know middle linebackers. I'd go Curtis of... Lofton before Keith Brooking. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't think you do that. I mean, Brooking's or, more of a Falcon than Curtis Lofton. Sean Witherspoon. I'm telling you, because he's been my, here like eight. You want times. opinions? Yes, for my opinions. I'm giving you opinions. They're just not very good. <laughs> the coach, though, I don't think we can argue on the coach, right? Dan Reeves is the pick. I mean, you're not going with uh, with Petrino or more a or, uh, or for comedy's sake. <laughs> I think there's an argument that could be made for Mike Smith. I think he uh, he exited maybe a little earlier than he should have, but uh, I thought Mike Smith really turned the Falcons around. I mean, he took a team that was awful and turned us into a playoff team. So I'm a little surprised well, that he hasn't had another shot to coach somewhere else, or I don't know, maybe he doesn't want another shot. Yeah, I don't think it's his choice. <laughs> At this point, he might not want another shot, but originally I don't think it was his choice. Uh, when was the Falcons franchise started? 66? Or... Ni- 1965, oh, yeah. I just found it. <laughs> it's pretty sad that, and hold on, quick math here. 2020, 1965. 55 years as a coach. Really, Dan Reeves is the yeah, only no, option. <laughs> maybe for a couple seconds you can argue mike smith but not really it's how is that possible in 55 years and it's not because dan reeves was here for 35 of them yeah it's, it's not just, even that cl- i don't think it's that close honestly like i guess I dan quinn is maybe second but he he didn't fall because he I think he has to be, right? Because he took us to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think he has to be, too. I mean... Uh, or did Kyle Shanahan take us to the Super Bowl? Uh, that could be argued, but <laughs> I, I'd still put I still put Dan Quinn second. It is That is still sad that we only can sad. think of two coaches. Yeah, it really is. We need to do better. That's all I'm saying. Just like <laughs> your life, Daniel. You just got to do better. But Dan Reeves is better. better. I mean, he... He had, he had no right to be fired, especially if you look at the madness we're doing with coaches now to where we've let the same regime go seven, you know, seven and nine in an, a very ugly fashion two years in a row. And Daniel Reeves had one terrible year and they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to look to replace you. 
because we got Michael Vick coming in. Well, Reeves had Vick for, what, one or two seasons? And that's actually one of the things that Reeves talks about is his uh, – he wished he had done more with Vick as far as keeping him out of trouble kind of but thing. But it was the year he got hurt, wasn't it, that, they, that he got replaced, the year he got hurt in Baltimore, wasn't yeah. it his last year? Or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. Yep. Vick got more in trouble with Mora and Petrino. Yeah, well, I mean, Mora just let him do whatever he wanted. I mean, that was – that's why we lost Vic, because Moore was such a free spirit coach. I still clearly see Moore running out of the tunnel and having like a some sort of pill he opened up and and sniffed. There's not an allegedly because I saw it with my own eyes on the television. It was one of those things like wake you up kind of things, and I was like, "What is this guy doing?" Uh, that to me was the beginning of the end for Moore. All right, let's transition a little bit. Great story. Of the, <laughs> yeah. of the dead silence from Garrett and Jeremy. Oh, man. This is – y'all don't make my my part-time unpaid job here very easy at times. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, let's stay on, on the Falcons and on the NFL and, and talk a little bit about uh, – the NFL.com ranking that just recently came out. And actually, I got to say that I texted us to let's talk about this before the NFL.com article was even posted. So I'm going to give myself credit for coming up with this. So let's take a look at the uh, the ranking of the NFL divisions by quarterback. And basically, really focused on the NFC South, seeing if there's any other divisions out there that have a better QB grouping than the NFC South. And also where we rank these quarterbacks in the NFC South. Like who has the best quarterback in our division? Uh, so, Garrett, I'm going to toss it to you first, let you lead us off with uh, the NFC South and where you put uh, Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. Well, Bridgewater's last. That's pretty easy. Uh, I'm, I might be a homer. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'll go Brees. Matty Ice, Tom Brady, Teddy Bridgewater. Really? All right. And this is just, this isn't looking like where they've been historically, that what they've accomplished. This is looking at this upcoming season. Who do you want, right? That's how you're, you're make, making that decision. Right. I've just got questions on Tom Brady. I know up in New England, their offensive philosophy was, I don't know, be conservative and. I don't know what it's going to look like now. He's got Bruce Arians, but he looked really old last year at times. So yeah, he I'm struggled sure. to push the ball down the field for sure. Right. So I don't. I don't know what he really has left in the tank. Breeze is getting close to that point, but I still think he's. I don't know him and Matt Ryan a toss up for me, as hard it is that is for me to say. So, but I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll go. Breeze, Ryan, Brady, Bridgewater. All right, throw a wrench in here on you, Garrett. If you had to pick one of those guys to win you one game, who are you going with? Say it's the Super Bowl, you've got to pick one of these guys as your quarterback to win that one game. Who are you picking? Uh, that's a tough question. Yes, yeah, as a teacher, that's what I do. You know, I come up with the tough questions. This year, I don't know. It's just hard for me to... I love Matt Ryan, but it's hard for me to look, to take (laughs) 
Can I pick an offensive coordinator to go with the quarterback? <laughs> you cannot. I guess it's just it's hard for me to pick Matt Ryan without saying the Falcons and just the awful offensive play calling that we have. So I I don't I mean I'll go Tom Brady. If we're talking Super Bowl, I'm going Tom Brady. I think it's hard to go against him, right? It's hard to pick hard to pick against him. All right, Jeremy, how are you ranking those four in the NFC South? I mean, I hate to be kind of jump on Garrett's bandwagon, but I agree with him. Breeze, Ryan, Brady, Bridgewater. I just, I mean, really? watching Breeze last year at points, it was just, I mean, he wasn't the same player. But I still think he, I still think with his whole offense, you know, they they kind of cater to the, specifically to him, so I think he'll, he'll still put up the kind of numbers. You know, Matt Ryan's in his prime still. And then, I mean, Brady. Brady doesn't have the same arm strength he did, you know, two years ago. I just don't. And arm strength was never really his strength anyways. No, but if so. you watched him last year, I mean, there was a pretty good drop-off. So, I mean, another another year, it's just going to continue to get worse and worse. So, even though they have a lot of pieces around him, I just don't know if he's got kind of the – he's got the head to be there, obviously. I mean, he you know, he – he knows what's going to happen. He's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the game. He just physically at some point it's, it's going to catch up with him, and I think it'll probably be this year. Yeah, yeah He's definitely got weapons around him, like his receiving core, adding in Rob Gronkowski. I mean, it's they're going to be they're going to be tough to face twice a year. I would say Breeze obviously has a huge hand, like Jeremy was saying. They put the offense around him. He's probably got a huge hand and the maybe not play calling but just offensive philosophy and schemes and I, I feel like brady maybe had that at times in new england is probably going to have more of a a say in that now at tampa but i feel like matt ryan he doesn't seem to have a whole lot of hand in play calling or philosophy or or how they want to run the game plan maybe he does but it just doesn't appear that way and maybe that's some of personality He's just kind of – he's such a team guy of we're just going to, you know, do what's best for the team and, you know, whatever the play calls are, that's what Even we're Even the do. Falcons are best when they're running, you know, up-tempo, <laughs> no-huddle offense when he's calling yeah. plays. That's his, yeah, his his number – I don't numbers, think I've seen up-tempo, no-huddle offense when it's not two minutes or less in the last three right. years. I don't think I've seen it. But, right, and historically, Matt, that's when Matt Ryan puts up some of his best numbers, right, that no-huddle kind of fast-paced – uh, offensive. Yeah, but you, I mean, you got to worry about Brady. He's going to a completely new scheme. You know, he's. <laughs> I mean, that you've seen how Ryan's kind of dealt with changing coordinators every one or two years. I mean, it's had a big effect on him. Yeah, he always seemed to have Correct. that transition. Year. I mean, last even with Dirk Cutter last year, it was you know awful about half the time on offense. So, I mean, hopefully we get some pickup this year. Hold my breath. <laughs> All right. So my, my rankings are a little different than y'all's. I, mm-hmm. I can't go wrong. Teddy Bridgewater's at the bottom. And I'm honestly still surprised if I'm the Carolina Panthers. I mean, who do you want? Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I'm still surprised. What? They're, star- they're starting over. There's no reason to keep Cam Newton around. Oh my goodness! 
What? Jeremy just, said te- Jeremy just said Teddy Bridgewater. I don't Number think two. I think the double gloved quarterback. Can't come on. Healthy. I mean, when's the last time he was healthy the whole season? His MVP year? Uh, it when you put it in context, because uh, the Panthers are starting over, they're completely rebuilding. They're so. But no they paid Teddy Bridgewater. Cam- there's no reason to keep Cam Newton around, though. Who cares? They can't yeah. save up that money and use it down the road. I don't disagree. I, I'm not disagreeing there. I just Teddy Bridgewater is like not very You're good. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I don't think they don't care. They're not. That gonna- is true. But if that's the case, if if, it's, if that's the case, I'm not paying Teddy Bridgewater. I'm having some terrible backup come in. But who's what, not going to win they, games? What do they pay him? I don't. According to you, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater isn't going to win games. Uh, that is true, but you're paying him to not win games. Quite a bit of money. Well, All right, so let me rank you... my let me rank my quarterbacks. Don't get me off track here, Garrett. So I'm disagreeing with y'all that Breeze is number one because and I'm going to forget the guy's name. It's a Saint, so I don't. I'm not expected to know Saints players, right? Because it's the Saints. And we hate the Saints. So whoever that backup quarterback is who thinks he's the business and wants to get paid as a regular quarterback, even though he's thrown like four passes in his NFL career. Taysom Hill. Yeah, that guy. So they're bringing him in to throw deep passes because Breeze's arm isn't there to be able to do it anymore. So to me, that says Breeze can't be number one. Breeze and Brady are two and three. Where you want to put two and three, flip-flop them, I don't care. It doesn't matter. But Matt Ryan, to me, is number one in that group. And you can say, oh, you're being a homer. But you made the point, Garrett, that Matt Ryan's still in his prime and those other guys on there just aren't. So to me, that's why Matt Ryan's number one in that group, which is a huge point of why I think the Falcons got to take advantage of where we are because when we go through these other QBs here in a moment, the QB grouping in the NFL right now is not very good. Uh, you either have some guys who are up and coming. I mean, obviously, somebody like Mahomes is fantastic. Uh, but then you have guys that used to be fantastic, like Aaron Rodgers, who are a bit of, on the bit of the, 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 the back hill of this or the downslope of this. The Falcons got to take advantage of Matt Ryan in his prime right now because the rest of the league does not have great quarterback play. To take advantage of them, we have to have a good offensive coordinator. And an offensive line that blocks and a running back that has two knees. Like, there's a lot of things we've got to figure out, but we are we are wasting an opportunity. So let's quickly go through these other other divisions. Uh, and just to tell you what NFL.com rated, hey, the NFC South number one with QBs, which I think is a pretty easy choice when you look at these other options. So the NFC West has Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Russell Wilson. Clearly, Russell Wilson is a superstar. The other three, uh, I could, they could be backups, and that'd be perfectly fine with that. Kyler Murray, superstar. Kyler Murray is not good. He is so good. We'll wait. We'll see. I mean, the dude's like five foot nine, playing quarterback. Well, he might, he might not even be five feet, five foot nine. And he crushed the Falcons last year. Everybody crushed the Falcons last year. So yes, Russell Wilson, that group, rock star, superstar, amazing. AFC West, Drew Locke, not Andrew Luck, Drew Locke. That's my response to that. Patrick Mahomes, obviously a beast. Derek Carr, also. And then you've got the the Chargers, who don't know if they're in LA or San Diego. Uh, They might as well go back to San Diego because nobody comes to their games in LA. You've got Tyrod Taylor slash Justin Herbert, another. 
right? So, so far we, we don't have much competition in the, in the QB department. You got the NFC North with Lamar Jackson, who I know everybody thinks is amazing. I'm not that blown away by Lamar Jackson. Sorry. Joe Burrow. We'll see what he does without uh, the other Joe that called his plays. Another one of Oklahoma's quarterbacks that Garrett loves, Baker Mayfield, who's also terrible. And Ben Roethlisberger, who's super old. And based on the videos, ate a lot of cheeseburgers while he was recovering. All right, so switching from there to, to the NFC North was Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, who obviously is a stud, but on the uh, back nine of this thing, and Kirk Cousins. I like the golf reference. You know what? I threw that in just for you. All right, AFC South, Deshaun Watson, clearly up and coming. I think could be a fantastic quarterback this year. He's already been good. The others aren't even worth mentioning. Rivers, Minshew, Tannehill, all good. Minshew mania? Uh, I mean, just because he's wearing cutoff jean shorts like a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan doesn't mean he's a good quarterback. That's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Any of the Florida teams that, that works for. I'm amazed right. at how how little you know about anything to do with actual sports and players. Tell me what is uh, Minshew Gardner Minshew is not a top quarterback in the NFL. You tell me any of these guys. I've I'm listened, not like, saying maybe, he's a top quarterback. Outside of maybe ten to fifteen players in the major leagues, you don't know anybody. It's just it's shock. It's amazing to me. <laughs> you, st- you stay in your little bubble with your little your little superstar players you know i, I i'm confused here because i know exactly who these people are we're talking about but none of them are worth talking about are you are you winning a super bowl with ryan Tannehill, gardner Minshew, or philip rivers no i'll wait uh, exactly no i didn't say they were I'm not saying they're good. So why are we going to sit and talk? My point here is, is all these quarterbacks we're we're looking at, look at the AFC East. Josh Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, two is there. We'll see what he does. Jarrett Stidham, Sam Darnold. Like, you go through these lists and it's just bad. Like, it is not great quarterback play right now. And you can argue with me all day, but I'm right. Which is back to my point. The Falcons got to take advantage of Matt Ryan. In his prime right now. I've been saying that for two years. It's yep. I'm I'm with you. Like I said, it was. Does that just highlight how bad the rest of the team really is? Last year, yeah, and the year before. I mean, all his. I think it does. We've got Matt Ryan. We've got Julio Jones. I mean, Dan Quinn ran the offense half the year last year, which was. A problem. Defense. <laughs> or defense, yeah, sorry. Uh he should have run the offense. We probably would have seen improvement. <laughs> better. I agree. Maybe he'll take over the offense this year. <laughs> Dirk Cutter, enough for your screen passes go sit on the <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the clock for me and tell me when to call timeouts. Oh my goodness. All right, so Enough of me ranting about the terribleness of other quarterbacks in the league. Falcons do something this year with Matt Ryan. Uh, I have not appreciated Matt Ryan as much as I should. We've got a fantastic quarterback, and I hate that we're wasting it. So figure it out, Falcons. As as Garrett would say, do better. At what point did you flip from hating Matt Ryan and wanting (laughs) Michael Vick back 
to now appreciating Matt Ryan. You just look and see what else is out there and you appreciate what you have even more. I don't don't feel like you answered the question. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like for five or six years there, you hated Matt Ryan and you wanted Michael Vick back still. That is true. I will agree with that. (laughs) I'd say it was probably uh, the year before the Super Bowl run is when I got on Matt Ryan's bandwagon. So, yes, I did have to make a change because I did miss Michael Vick a lot. And I'm a self-confessed Michael Vick diehard fan. It's a bit of a problem, I know. All right, so let's get away from you two attacking me most of this episode and disagreeing with what I say. If you disagree with what I say, though, a.k.a. listeners, feel free to jump in on Twitter and uh, and let us know. I'd be glad to argue with you on Twitter as well and show you how I'm right. So, <laughs> Garrett and Jeremy... Fill us in on what's going on in Major League Baseball because, like I said, I've tuned it out. So update me and the rest of the world. Are we going to have baseball? No. No. (laughs) I think we both agree. I thought Rob Manfred said we were having baseball. What happened? Oh, yeah, but then then he went back and said he's not confident we're having baseball. Yeah, but the owners don't want to have games with empty stadiums. And the players don't want to play for less than their full salary. So we're a stalemate. And I don't think any, any either party is going to make concessions. So the, the, <laughs> the very quick consensus is no baseball. Like no chance, no baseball. Is there a percentage? Can you give me a percentage chance that we have baseball this year? 30 or 40%. You're going 30. That's pretty high. It's not very I high. Going, I was going 15 to 20. All right. I don't think I don't think it's happening. And they're getting to the point where if a decision isn't made in the next week. Oh, you got better here. You were saying a week or two. You finally cut it down to a week. Yeah, we're uh, almost to July. I mean, could I'll just give it to the end of the month. Sure. Two weeks. I'll give it two more. No, don't go back to two weeks. Two weeks. I'll check back in with you in two weeks. It's like um, the twilight zone. If, if nothing's done by in the June, then it's not happening. No. Because I've heard reports, uh, you know, they want to get the season done by the by October 31st, <laughs> or the, the full playoffs World Series, done by October 31st. And some of that was due to the networks, I think Fox being the main one, they weren't willing to pick up playoff baseball going into November, running up against prime football season. Just because it doesn't pull the viewers. So networks don't want to show baseball. So, I don't know. You basically have from now till October 31st. At some point, you're just running out of time. And they look like a bunch of idiots. It really has gotten that to that point. I will agree with that. While I have sort of tuned it out. I have watched a little bit. And it is, that is a true statement. Both sides look silly right now. Yeah. We, I, I mean, I just don't. imagine the numbers they would get, like, viewership-wise if they started playing. I mean, it'd be like the greatest promotion for baseball ever, where they've got no right. competition. I mean, it's just... I mean, people are dying for something to watch. I know we've talked about it before. Was it the NFL draft? 
I wasn't sure where you were going here. You, you had a, a long pause after you said people are dying. I thought, uh, what's happening? People are dying, Daniel. All right, so clearly, Garrett, people are dying for something to watch. Hopefully, baseball will be that, that option they get. I know, Garrett, you're dying for something to watch based on the voice voicemails you leave me. But uh, let's get away from uh, what seems to be the never-returning idea of baseball and go to something that seems to actually be wanting to return, and that's the NBA. So, Garrett, is the NBA coming back? Is Kyrie Irving uh, going to lead the charge and lead the NBA back onto the, uh, onto the hardwood? If it's up to Kyrie Irving, he's not leading them back anywhere. But I do believe the NBA is coming back. Isn't that a normal theme? I mean, he he never really leads teams to do much ever. So, <laughs> kind of consistent. That's Shots true. fired. Nice. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. He's a strange cat. For some I reason, he's, he's been the most he, outspoken person on this whole thing. But if I remember right, he doesn't even he won't even be playing in this. So why does he yeah, care? I, he won't be playing. I heard rumors, allegedly, I will say, from some of the national or just guys covering the NBA that once he found out he wouldn't be part of the Nets uh, traveling party down to Orlando, that's when he started to become very vocal on this shouldn't happen and trying to bring up questions on just basically throwing up roadblocks of why players shouldn't agree to this. So does shortened season. So. So, so do we think this diminishes the championship at all? No. If if, if I'm the Hawks and they were in it, then I would be all over this. So, so you don't no. think well, they're that, not? You don't think the three on three tournament they're going to end up having to decide who wins this championship is? Hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is like your idea of a one pitch softball league for Major League Baseball. Yeah, it just is. That'd be a hit. <laughs> I want no those teams. Intended. I want those teams that we were playing against every weekend, though. I mean, those got to be part of that tournament, Garrett. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I mean, goodness. I think it. I think it'd be awesome if you do almost like the Jimboree or like those tournaments where you've got all the teams lined up. You know, the next team sitting in the bleachers waiting to see who the winner's going to be. Somebody stole my glove. You know, just <laughs> my glove. Should we go? Should we go get Taco Bell in between games? Do we have time to go to Taco Bell? Or should we do KFC? There's always time for Taco Bell. Should we? We'll do Taco Bell, and then then I'll come back. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I am excited about the NBA stuff and the idea that it looks like it's going to return. Um, the fact that Kyrie Irving gets people to listen to him is mind-boggling to me. After his, you know, the Earth is flat comments. Uh, there's not much he says that I want to care about or believe. To be honest with you. Was the owner of DraftKings stock? I'm a big supporter of the NBA coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Jeremy, as a, as a owner of Draft Stock, you, or was it DraftKings, that you're excited Draft about Kings. the about NBA returning? You want your you're, you're more interested in your stock increases than you are with the NBA basketball all, NBA basketball season. That's true. Not having baseball or basketball would be a big hit to that stock. So I don't really want to hold that. For two years, so I'd appreciate it coming back in the next couple <laughs> weeks. 
Jeremy laying down fantastic stock advice here on our past three episodes of the Atlanta Sports Podcast, which means you're going to have to tune in next week to see what other great content he has. Garrett, you got anything this before we finish up on the Atlanta United? Yeah, big uh, Joseph Martinez story. But uh, hang, yeah, I don't wait, know. wait, wait. Before you get to that, I have my hot stock tip of the week. Let's hear it. Can we do that before we get to the Atlanta United stuff? I feel like there's a disclaimer that should be played. Something like, don't listen to this advice. This is a risk you take on your own. Don't come back to us and ask us about why you lost all your money. All right, go for it now. This week's stock tip of the week, JP Morgan Chase. That's it. (laughs) Buy it. You make money. (laughs) Book it. <laughs> there's okay. no reason there's no reason no. or what it's done in the past and what's what's going to change it in the future just no, jp the, morgan the bank, chase it's trading like 10 times plus book value buy it <laughs> buy it all right well with that garrett i think you'll have to hold on to uh Josef martinez and we'll talk about landing united next week thank you all for listening That is it for episode 23 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. Tune in next week for more of Jeremy's stock advice, Garrett's voicemails, and maybe a little bit of sports. Have a great week, Atlanta.